The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, we survived the fires and we're still here, though the heat is still rising. And I have a great guest for the Knapsack Files. Someone that, you know, I, I, it's been this theme in the last four or five Knapsack Files when I say it. Uh, this person I've been trying to get on for a while, but part of the reason I can't just grab him into the studio anytime is he's out there pe- playing baseball professionally. And in, in case you didn't know, that that takes a little bit out of you, takes a little bit out of your schedule. It is well, he is a baseball player. He is a he's an actor. He's an entertainer. He is a trivia expert and an antihero. It is Cody Decker. How's it going, Ken? Dude, it's great to have you here. Oh, it's great to be here. Uh, you know, I, I, there's so many areas I want to start with you. So many areas I want to dig into your life, but I think I'm going to start simply with um, at what point did you realize you could hit a baseball better than me? Um, You know, I learned that at an extremely young age. Um, When I was uh, my brother, who is seven years older than me, um, he took me out. Am I allowed to cuss, by the way? My mom never likes it, but I'm okay with it, Cody. Okay, okay. so my, my brother, uh, when he's seven years older than me, so when he wasn't beating the shit out of me, yeah. he was taking me outside to make me play baseball with him. And right, right. I think it was, it started, I think he was claiming it was being a good big brother, but I really think it was just no. like getting someone to play with him, like play catch with him. Right. Uh, it started with like playing catch, and, and for my first two years of playing baseball with him, mm. I, I would hit every day. And then once I got to four years old, he wouldn't let me hit again until I got him out. Okay. And, you know, by the time T-ball came around, I just, I, I would, I literally hit a home run every at bat. You were, you were that kid. It was just, it, was, it wasn't fair. Yeah. And so then the next year I skipped two levels and, yeah. you know, I'm playing with kids who are two, three years older than me and I'm, I'm better than them. And yeah. then I started going to, you know, uh, probably around six or seven. I started um, going, I went to, when I was seven years old, I went to Steve Garvey's all-star baseball camp. And, and Steve Garvey was there. It was awesome. It was a baseball camp. Man, I've, I've eaten hot dogs behind Garvey at the Dodger Stadium dugout club restaurant. It's a, it's a thrill. Yeah, I mean, I mean, his hair is still exactly still. the same. Hasn't moved since since he was a Dodger. Those forearms. Man. I mean, the the hairiest, <laughs> most muscular forearms in the history of mankind. <laughs> and I don't want I don't want to speak out of turn, but I'm pretty sure multiple paternity suits. I don't know that, but I think that was that was pretty dramatic. Cindy Garvey had some problems. With him in the mid eighties, I, I, I mean, he was he he was he was Steve Garvey. Steve Garvey. So, anyways, I went to this baseball camp for Steve Garvey, and um, I was I just I, I just killed right. it. I kind of studied it up, and I mean, you know, I was kind of above the curve in guys yeah. my age. And then when I got to about um, eight years old, mm-hmm. I started training under Reggie Smith, yeah. who was Steve Garvey's teammate. Yeah, um, Reggie Smith became. Uh, I, I started working at his. Uh, his, uh, he had a baseball academy, right. and I joined his baseball academy. I eventually started working there as a like a junior counselor. Gotcha. I worked out with Reggie every day. He basically became my baseball mentor for um, up until I was in college. That's I love that because yeah, Smith is a reference from I'm a little bit older than you and your brother, uh, but uh, that's a, that's a reference from like my generation of coming up. Watch it. I mean, Reggie know? is the man. And he's, yeah, he's the man. Outfielder, Dodgers uh, among other teams. Dodgers, Giants, yeah. Red Sox. He's in the Red Sox Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, who else? The Tokyo uh, Giants. 
Did he yeah, go over there? He to, went to Japan to and Japan. went played for the Tokyo Probably Giants. Probably hit seventy two bombs in he eighty just, games. He just raked because he's <laughs> he's Reggie and he just rakes. Ra- by the way, for those of you who are not a baseball fan, raking is a term of <laughs> someone who just hits the shit out of the ball all the time. Yeah, no, he raked, he raked, he raked. Um, but no, Re- Reggie, mm. uh, he was kind of my mentor growing up, and you know, by the time I got to high school. Um, I was, you know, I played on, I was playing on five teams at a time, right. you know, all club ball teams, pretty high intensity. I was playing every single day. I had hitting, hitting workouts every night. And the only thing that sucked when I got to high school is I was a little, I was overweight. I was a fat kid. Really? Oh yeah. I looked, I looked, I was just, you were like a Bob Hamlin. Oh man. I was thinking more like uh, Steve Balboni. I maybe Steve <laughs> Balboni or like, you know, Babe Ruth towards the end of his career. I'm talking like the Boston Braves years, <laughs> the, the 12 games, yeah. the one Homer the one where he homers and he he can't run the bases. Yeah. He runs the first and someone rounds it for him. It's like the saddest segment in Ken Burns baseball. <laughs> I looked like that. It lo- I looked really bad. <laughs> and then um, I, that's when I started working out. Uh, my yeah. freshman year is when I, I started. Uh, I got basically I got tra- I got a trainer mm. and my first like two months of high school, I dropped like right. 20 pounds and also I was pretty strong, like I, stronger than I already was. Right. Um, and by the time my freshman year comes around, I'm playing on the freshman team for the first part of the season and I'm hitting 700 Yeah, yeah. and I'm just, and finally my, my brother, my brother, believe it or not, was my freshman coach. He was my, my coach. Oh, wow. And he, uh, he kept going to the head coach and like to the program was like, why is Cody still here? <laughs> like, seriously, he hasn't gone out in like three weeks. So uh, they moved He's me up to tired from running the bases. So yeah. Much. So they, they moved me to varsity and I didn't play. I just, oh, they're like, that. oh, he's a freshman. He's not going to play. Right. I'm like, you're wasting your time. So the next year I, I, I played yeah. and I led the state of California in home runs. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point I, I, I was a lot stronger. I was working yeah. out. I became a workout fiend. I just loved yeah. it. Um, and then my, uh, junior year, I, I got to the point where I had, I had like abs. I looked that like that. And I'm getting flush here, Cody. No, but here's the problem. I, I went from 14 home runs yeah. to three. I hit three home runs that season. But the reason I hit three was because I had intentionally walked 30 times. But I also, oh, yeah, yeah. But I blamed it on the shape I was in, so I immediately put 10 <laughs> pounds back on. And my senior year, I led the state of California again. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. You were intimidating at the home plate. The, you know, forget the stats. You just I looked mean, so beautiful. They were like, we can't pitch to this guy. I don't know. I mean, uh, it was well known at the time that yeah. like it was all over because uh, I was in theater there in, in Santa Monica High School. Right. The theater in Santa Monica High School at the time was one of the most important things at Santa Monica High School. Like, yeah, they yeah. put on these huge productions back then. And I got to mention some stars came out of there. Uh, Tessa Thompson. Yeah. I, I was in Funny Girl with her. Really? Um, oh, well. Amber Tamblin. Yeah. I mean, bef- before that, you had the Charlie yeah. Sheens, right. Emilio Estevez's. Brat the, Pack days. Yeah. The, almost That's the entire Brat, Brat Pack. Rob Lowe. Oh, wow. Um, Robert Downey Jr. Um, they all I mean. came out of Sandlot. I, mean. I met Robert Downey Jr. one time, and yeah. I, I told him because I was at UCLA, and he yeah. just got cast as Iron Man. Yeah, and, yeah. and I had seen oh, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I loved. Love, yeah. like it, it's it is my favorite Shane Black movie, and that sang a lot. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, so we're on the same page. I saw him, and he was just walking into a movie theater. At the time, it was the AMC Avco. It's now the IPEC. Yeah. So I, I walk in. I walk in. I see Robert Downey Jr. And I'm just like. 
I, I loved you in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Like, it's the greatest thing ever. And I'm so happy you're playing Iron Man. And he kind of shook my hand. And he's just like, thank you so much. Liter- I'm getting torn apart online for it. I'm like, no, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And then he's like, well, sit, sit down. Sit down with me. So I got to sit wow. down with Robert Downey Jr. for like five, ten minutes before my movie. And he's just he's like, so tell me about you. I'm like, oh, I'm a baseball player at UCLA. And he's yeah. like, oh, are you? Where'd yeah. you go to high school? Oh, Sam, uh, Sam Ohio. Same place you did. He's like. What year were you? I'm like, oh, five. He's like, well, I was almost class of 83. <laughs> almost. <laughs> oh, my God, you're awesome. <laughs> and then was on SNL two years later. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's an interesting time in his career, too. We had Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because, you know, it was, you know, remember, he was had so many problems. He was, was out. Like, he was, he out. was out, man. He was, they, no one wanted him. I mean, his comeback was Ali McBeal, and then he blew that. I know. But then look where he's going. And then and then Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and then Testament to Hard Work. Iron Man and then Tropic Thunder and just uh everything he's done Love in between. It. The soloist was a bit of a bit of a misstep, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna they do? They can't all be winners. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Um so this is fascinating because I, I like a lot of, you know, young American kids grew up wanting to play ball. I thought I'd be the catcher for the New York Yankees at one point. Um I had tried, couldn't not just couldn't hit a curveball, couldn't stop flinching when any fastball came at me. I could barely hit a curveball now. Don't worry. It's... <laughs> Don't worry about it, right? Uh, but I ended up coaching. And like what you're describing, I, I coached some little league teams, 15 and 4 in 1998, Cody. We took the uh, AA division there in the Royal Grande Little League. Um, I could see the kids where it was like, you you got this versus versus uh, my chair keeps falling. I apologize. No. I've got to fix this. Um, so I know what you're talking about. So it's an interesting point to realize this is something you could do. It's not just it's not just I got to pursue it. At a higher level, and that's a commitment of its own. You mentioned the five club teams, all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it was... Um, it becomes work early. Y- you'd be surprised how much... To get to the, to get to that level, yeah, yeah. like just in high school alone, to get to the level I, I had kind of gotten to, yeah. um, I kind of forgoed like a normal life for Absolutely. a little bit, and at a very young age. Um, you know, I, I either... Like my free time, I either went to the movies... Right. Or I played baseball. That was it. That was literally my entire life. Mm. Um, and um, not that I regret any of this. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. parents were never those those parents. Luckily, they weren't they, they, they weren't the uh, little league parents. No, they weren't the ones like yeah, you got to get back out there. You got to do this. No, they were supportive. The only yeah. one time they were that my those parents. One time I was ten years old. Right. And. I flipped out. I flipped. I finally flipped out because I was playing so much. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I was playing on one team, one team in particular, where that they would never play me. Right. Um, they were this big club team. They were called the SoCal Angels, and they really Ooh. saw themselves as this, as, as this. As you know, we we are yeah we are the pipeline to the major leagues. The kids are eleven and twelve. Right. And I'm ten. I'm yeah. a ten year old on the team, and they would never play me. Literally, would never play me. Um, and so there was a tournament and I look back, I'm like, I don't even know why my parents were even paying for this. Cause yeah. I, I, I think I had a total of, I was with that team for six months. I think I had a total of playing with them every weekend. I think right. I had a total of maybe 25 at bats, maybe. Right. Um, and I remember, um, one day I was at my buddy, Sam Howard's house, right next to Douglas park in Santa Monica. <laughs> hey, and, Sam. Yeah. Sam. Good old Sam. He's an, he's a dick. I think I don't know. I haven't seen him in 20 years. Um, but I remember we were at his place and we were really into at the time, the alien movies and yeah. we wanted to watch alien three, which is a sentence I hear myself yeah, saying right. now. And I'm like, why did right. you want to do that? And my parents were like, Hey, you got a game. We got to drive yeah. over to Valencia. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going. And like, you're going, you, you got to play. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not going to play. I, I don't want to go. I don't, I hate this. I, I was, I was miserable. And they, they kind of like, they kind of snapped that I had to go. And I finally just like, 
I kind of like like fell to tears. I'm like, I yeah. just don't want to go. I hate this so much. Yeah. And I think they kind of took a step back and they, they, uh, it was, the, I think that was the only time. And I, they it probably, they probably mm. were even way better and, and nicer about it than I even remember. Right. Um, but I remember that was the one time where I felt like pressured that I had to go play baseball and I just, I didn't react well to it. I was yeah. a little kid and they never, it never happened again. But, that, but I mean, that's 10 years old and good for them if, if mm-hmm. that, that they, they realize it there because I've seen and we've heard so many of those tales. I mean, what, what was it, Marinovich of the uh, USC Marinovich, Yeah, I mean, Todd Marinovich. Yeah, that's absolutely. what it was. Uh, but, but luckily, my parents were very. But I, I mean, my also my baseball life going from that point on yeah. was also fairly easy for them, I think, because mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't str- I didn't have teams where I was like kick to the curb anymore and right, like right. I was I, I kind of I always played really well and so I kind of just um I think it wasn't the travel sucked yeah, yeah. like we, we I went all over the place right yeah, all those, the way from those club teams man I went I, mean, I was playing in Cooperstown New York I, when I was in high school I was in Arizona playing in a tournament I was in Texas I was in Florida yeah. playing in a tournament it was it was a lot of travel and I can only imagine how much money they spent well, and, and that's what's uh, I think overlooked a lot of when you know to to reach a professional level at any kind of sport is that kind of dedication starts very early that's why you know foreign countries when they're gymnastic teams their kids are abducted at two mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. learner do you think um, and, and I want, I want to so get so much get into your other interests because of you theater and everything, but I'm not going to just focus on this. You are not just a baseball player, Cody. You, no, are, okay. you are so much to me. I know, but um, I but I mean, on the surface, number one, I'm, I'm obviously yeah. it is my career and it's been my life for yeah, and, thirty years. And you're a base you're a baseball fan though. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You it, th- this wasn't something you're just like, well, I'm good at it. I've got to do it. You you grew to love the sport. No, right? I, I love um, actually as as time has gone on. Right, I love. Um, the actual game more, the game more now. I don't like right. to, I don't sit down and watch games as much as I used to because I, mean, sure. I just played 140. I'm going to kind of yeah. take a step back. Yeah. But one thing I, I love, like, I love, I, I think I really would like to manage one day. Yeah. yeah. Because I just love controlling the game and just game. like making the moves that you got to make. A double switch is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you know, I, I really like seeing things ahead of time. Well, three batters down, we got this, and we got this. They got a lefty who yeah. I know can't hit lefties, and we got this this lefty warming up in the pen. If they pinch hit for him, we got this righty ready to go. I, I just There's something about um, the game itself that I really, really like. It's all the politics and bullshit of baseball that yeah. I, I despise. Sure, it's um, any industry, but... Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, it's no different than movie industry yeah, or yeah. probably any industry. Right. Um, it's just um, the the politics of baseball are not my favorite, but the game itself is so great. It's it's so pure. I mean, I, you reminded me what you're describing. I've talked about it before in the Knapsack Files. Uh, George Will's book, Bunts, which is a collection of his essays and stories on baseball, starts with a really it's like a you know eight eight page story on all this strategy and moments and everything. And then it turns out it's it's a in between the pitch of the 1997 ALCS with the Indians and Orioles. And it's, he's just describing all this and all that's happening inside one and pitch. That's the thing. People, people on the outside who maybe don't know the, the, the intricacies of baseball, right. they see baseball as boring and slow. Sure. At every given moment, there yeah. are, there is 30 things happening, right? You know, all the way down just to what pitch is being called. There's a purpose. If the, you got a smart catcher, there is a purpose to that pitch, right? Whether it's to get the guy out on that pitch or to 
set him up to get him out on the next pitch. Right. Um, maybe you're trying, maybe that I'm thinking as a catcher now, I'm looking at it like, okay, this guy is very susceptible to breaking balls down in the dirt. Right. So I might try and show him a fastball up that I don't think he'll get to. He might foul it off or he might even just not even swing. Right. Okay. But now I've changed his eye level. So now I'm going to drop this breaking ball a little further down um, that I'm yeah. going to have to get ready to go block. Love it. So now I have to be prepared. Now, I, now I'm calling a pitch that I'm prepared to go down and block. And when I go down and block, it's going to hurt like hell, <laughs> but I got to do it. Um, and this guy's hopefully going to chase, and I got to pick up the ball and tag him or get the ball to third base or right. first base, or I have to look around and see who's on base. So I got to. Oh, there's just so sp- much happening. You're speaking poetry. I know. And, and I, I think you're, I think the listeners of your show are, are hating me right now. No, no, it's fa- they, fascinating from all aspects. Um, yeah, there's just so much, there's yeah. so many things going on. And that's actually one of the things I like about it so mm-hmm. much. Um, if you're, if you have a brain in your head, right. And, you, it, you would love baseball. Just, anyone would love baseball because it's just, it's more or less a spy game. I was going to say, you know who would be a good manager is Peter Baelish. Yeah. Little finger. Oh my God. He would be games. so good. And his interviews after games, <laughs> just so cutting, just like he would, he would say something about a team. Just, I, well, you know, the team, they swung it well, but tomorrow we have Kershaw and, Chaos. They don't know what to expect. Chaos is a seventh inning pitching change. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so we'll, we'll come back, I'm sure, to your career and what's going on and some fascinating stuff in that. I'm without a doubt. But going back to high school, um, it is the old thing. I We're raised to think you got your 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 art folks and you got your sports folks. And that's not always true. I always say it's the same muscle. Mm-hmm. And so here you are. You're also doing theater while, you, while you're traveling. You're not just playing on the weekends a couple innings. Your your life is this, but you also find performing and entertaining. Um, yeah, this was actually interesting. So I get to Santa Monica High School. And Santa Monica High School, I, I don't know. What, I honestly don't even know what it's like now. But back yeah. then, Santa Monica High School, almost all the money generated around that school, mm-hmm. like most schools that size, because that's a big school. You got like right. 4,000 students there. Wow. Um, it, usually you have like a football team that generates a ton of money. Right, and our football right. team did generate a lot of sure. money, but nothing compared to our choir, orchestra, band, and theater. That is really different. It, it, Sam Hawaii was more or less like a ridiculous art school. We were yeah. ranked number one in the nation in orchestra, choir, band, and there are no theater rankings, but if there were, I'm pretty sure it'd be up there. <laughs> I'd love some theater rankings. <laughs> um, so, we, I mean, it certainly that makes sense for the area, SoCal. I get that, but that's still pretty big because it is sports generates money. That's part of the reason it's such a big yeah. industry. I get that. So that's that's different. But it was, um, yeah, there was just it was so the arts in Santa Monica were just kind mm-hmm. of next level. So you get to you get to high school and the theater program there it was borderline impossible to get into. Right. Um, I kind of got lucky. Mm. Um, cause so what I did was I took an acting class. Remember I was kind of heavy going in. Sure. So that did a number on me in middle school. I was extremely shy and kind of really self-conscious about just about anything. Sure. So I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to do anything. And the theater, the acting class, which was the theater director, a guy named Dr. Frank Ford, one of the smartest and craziest people I've ever met. Dr. Ford. Um, Dr. Ford. He, uh, he was running this acting class. And no, more or less, the acting classes were a combination of um, teaching you theory, mostly Stanislavski. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, we basically said, he, everyone pull out your Stanislavski books. Yeah. And then he would go on a uh, political tirade <laughs> for 25 minutes. 
and they were fascinating. So every day, like yeah. his lectures were a combination of yelling at students, mm-hmm. and then a couple of, and then uh, uh, inverting it into a me- message by Stanislavski or right. somebody else. And I remember, I, I I got up the first time and I was terrible. Yeah, I was terrible. I was awful. But what, I remember. Do you remember what you did? Um, God, what was it? For, for the life of me, no. Something, <laughs> something, <blocked> something <laughs> about a soldier coming home and oh like talking about burying his father and brother in the war. It was dreadful. Were, were you singing the lyrics to Elton John's? I might have uh, been. Bur- my father's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been. It was. Oh, it was so. It was such shit. Right. But I remember afterwards the 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 t- he would yeah. critique you, and his critiques are were not friendly. They were. Sure. They were. Brutal in front of every 40 people in the class just right. crush you. Um, but then, but he said, was that your first time on stage? And I said, well, not since I was a little kid, but yeah. He's like, okay, honestly, not as bad, not as bad as you currently think it is. Right. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you're, you you seem nervous, but you're getting more comfortable and you have a lot of good, you have a really good presence. So take that and learn from it. And he get, sent me, he wrote down some more notes. He handed them to me. Right. So the next thing I went up there, I was just a little more calm. And I walked around like I walked, I, I would walk <laughs> into a room and my penis was in there for three, <laughs> three minutes already. Just, I was like, in, I got this. I'm like, what a day. Better than hitting a two run. <laughs> I got it. So like I, I, I kind of got, grew a little confidence from that. And then I started doing it more. And then I came to the point where I want anytime we hadn't, we only had to get on stage like three times okay. a, a semester. I started getting on stage three times a week. Right. I would learn a new monologue and I'd do this and do that oh, wow. and try and keep getting better and better and, and learn the actual paperwork of, of breaking down a character and breaking down the lines. And right. I really liked the Stanislavski method. It was taking down you know, the beats. You're taking down every line and you're getting to the deepest meaning of that line. And how old were you around this time? I was 14. 14. And I was just, I was getting so into that, right. the bookwork of it. Yeah. I just was fascinated by that. And um, then it came to, then I, um, mm. then I remember one day, we had to do a full-on one-act play, and it wow. was and so I grabbed two guys from the class, and we decided we're going to do. And I came, ac- I, I really like Neil Simon's "Come Blow Your Horn." <laughs> Love this. So I did. We did the entire first act of "Come Blow Your Horn," right. which was forty-five minutes long. We had to put this together in a week, and it was really funny, and yeah. it, it was really good. And I, but I was, I thought, I thought I sucked, but I, I remember walking out of it and. Uh, and right after it was done, we got a standing mm-hmm. ovation from the class, and I'm like, "Nice." Well, that feels nice. Yeah. And but then I look over at Doc, Doc, and he's just sitting there with his arms crossed, and his face has not changed one time. I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, what did I, do? I am about to get eviscerated." Yeah. And he just said, he, "Then he just reached in his thing, and uh, I'll I'll remember this forever." He reached in his thing, and it was a script for Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. And he said, he tossed it to me. We're doing Romeo and Juliet in the fall. Learn, start learning Romeo. Oh wow. And I'm like, what? And I thought he was joking. Yeah, he wasn't. He was serious. And it turns out I was in the running for it until I went and did some shitty auditions because Shakespeare does not. I do not read Shakespeare well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he ended up casting me as Samson, and that was uh, yeah. Even even then, it's almost like a uh, a a baseball turned drama version of the movie Cutting Edge where yes. like suddenly you're like yes all you're of the a sudden. jock who's like I don't want to be in your play <laughs> Romeo and Juliet learn the lines Cody <laughs> I love it 
<laughs> I love it. So that was that was a blast. And then uh, then uh, by the end of that year, we did another couple plays. I just had yeah. that for that that sophomore year, just a couple of small roles, nothing big. Yeah. Then my junior year. But all the while, I was still taking the, doing the acting classes and right, work, right. getting on stage three times, four times a week. And then... I was still playing. Yeah, still playing. Right. And, and trust me, my, mm-hmm. my the rest of my grades were not doing good because I was playing sure. so much and I was focusing so much on the acting stuff. Right. And then, so my junior year comes around and we're doing Noises Off, which is one of my favorite plays. Right. And I got the part, exactly the part I wanted, which was Frederick Fellows. Um, and I... and. Have you ever seen Noises Off? Uh, yes. I've, I think I've seen a film version of it. Does yes, there was a film yes, version starring yes. Michael Caine yes. and Christopher Reeve. Yes, I have seen that. Um, so I the, the play is about actors putting on a play. Correct. In three acts. So the first act is you're watching the dress rehearsal literally six hours be- the night before the opening, and no one knows their lines. Everyone's horseshit. The mm. director's sitting in the crowd with the actual audience, and oh, okay. and like yelling at them about how bad this is, the, ne- the so then the play the whole stage is on wheels so we flip it around and you see backstage of opening night right so now you're seeing opening night we're going on the other side of the stage performing this horrible play and on the back everyone's trying to kill each other all the drama but, but yeah all and then and it, it the play's a disaster and then the it flips back around and you go to the next night of the same act of the play and you're just seeing this play is such a disaster, such a disaster. now the all the backstage shit is coming up on the stage i got two concussions doing this play <laughs> um knocked out on stage during the second act uh and i i had more fun doing this than mm-hmm. anything in the world because i had to be the character Frederick Fellows and his act, his character that he's playing. Right. So I had this idea. I'm like, I want to play. I wanted him to be like Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. yeah. Frederick Fellows. I do, I had this idea of um, Peter O'Toole. Yeah. Just this kind of high pitched <laughs> British, like yeah. soft voice. And then the moment I'm playing Fred and wearing glasses, and the moment Frederick is about to go on, set, he would I would I would Superman at Christopher Reeve style and just take the glasses off, and next thing you know, I'm like this You're suave. Right. Uh, uh, who was I going for? Um, what's wrong with me? Judy, Judy, Judy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. What's wrong with me? I don't know. What's wrong? Cary Grant. With yeah, Cary Grant. Yeah, so and, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had this idea of Peter O'Toole and Pete, Cary Grant and the same guy. So I yeah. thought that was going to be a lot of fun. And then I got knocked out on stage, which was great. And How did I, you get knocked out? You just, uh, it was a, it's a real physical comedy. Yeah, I yeah. had this scene where I had a part where I had a bucket stuck on my foot. And okay. the, the stage was about six inches off the actual floor. Okay. So gotcha. the stage that's on wheels, which is a huge erected set. Right. Uh, and there's an actual hard floor underneath it. So I would always get the bucket off and I would land on my back and I would take the fall. Like right. I, I was, I was taking some serious wrestling bumps. Yeah. Like I was getting my ass kicked. I got hit in the head with a door and I, he's like, you got to take some pratfalls. I'm like, it's not funny if it's pratfalls. Yeah, I got to yeah. just do it. Do it. So the door gets slammed in my face. Yeah. I wore it. Uh, I yeah. would land on my back. I, would, I just basically kicked the shit out of myself every one of these nights. And this one night, it was the very last performance, and I got this bucket off my head. I would jump and land on the hard floor on my back, back, square on my back. Trying to take a bump. Well, this one time, I slipped. And so my back landed on the stage, and the back of my head whiplashed oh, and hit the f- yeah. hard floor. Yeah. I'm out cold. <laughs> and the play's only halfway done. And I remember there's, it was taped, and I yeah. have the tape somewhere. And I, I go, I'm like, oh, come the on, look you. on everyone's face was just. <laughs> Cody's they, dead. They, they put their hands in their face. They Decker's thought I was dead. dead. <laughs> and yeah, you, all you could hear was me moaning, doing. 
I don't remember this, but I was just moaning like uncontrollably. But for some reason, it really worked for the play because yeah, everything's yeah. supposed to be going crazy right now. Yeah. And uh, I got up and I just looked around. And I'm like, oh, shit, we're only halfway done. All right. Let's, we got this. We got, we got this. It. And then I just kept going, get, get everybody back on track. So then uh, I, the next scene, I have this sheet yeah. over my face, and I would walk into a wall. Yeah. So I walk into a wall. Finish the job. Head first. Yeah. Down I go. Twice? On the ground, out cold again. But luckily, that's the end of the scene. That's so, the end of the act. They so. drag your body off. No. So I, sl- I, I, I lied on the other side of the stage. You're like, hey, we're about to turn the stage. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to lie. I'm just going <laughs> to like, do we I need am. to stop playing? I'm like, no, no, just, just turn the stage. So the stage gets turned in front of the crowd, and it's just me, me. lifeless on the, on the floor. And there's video footage of Oh, this? yeah, it's the best. This, see, this is we're just writing this show. Oh, yeah, it's the best. It was, yeah. it's, it, 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 it was literally the murder of a 17-year-old. <laughs> old boy <laughs> promising young athlete uh, you, you get more hurt on stage than you did on the ball field that's actually that's kind of yeah. true yeah i'm 10 years professionally i've only been on the dl twice yeah and 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 never knocked yourself out cold no concussions <laughs> no concussions no concussions there with or in theater, college with theater theater two in one night dude i get it i was old gobo in a shakespeare performance in high school and i would have to i hit a pole because it gets same thing you got to do it if you stop or you fake it what are you here for? Yeah, like I, I respect your decision. Like, I just, you know, I, I was, I was thinking, everyone can watch Pratt Falls and right. see, yeah, put a thing, yeah, full command. When, when I would watch The Rock take a chair shot to the head, and yeah. his hand was clearly blocking it, it not good. But when I saw Chris, when I saw, uh, you know, Mick Foley, Mick Foley take, get, take fifteen in a row, I was, I felt those, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure Foley doesn't regret that now. Uh, well, he, I'm, he's feeling him more feeling now. Feeling him more now. That was knees, the thing that he just replaced. So here you are, and I get again, Santa Monica High School might be more of a. Uh, a, a different environment, but at, at, are you feeling any pressure to to go one direction? Was it? Did you know that baseball was the best bet to go professionally or try to because that's a a good secure job if you get it? What? How, how did that play out? Oh, I would never say baseball is a secure job. Well, I but, true, but, true, but you know what I mean. Um, you know, I was getting so much. I was getting recruited so heavily mm-hmm. from colleges, and I was getting. Um, so much talk about getting drafted high, yeah, you know, and it just kind of theater just kind of became my outlet that I think away from baseball, right? So I felt like I was, I really felt like I was getting kind of this full life, yeah. And uh, so you know, baseball was, I mean, it was still five. Not like, if I wasn't when I was in high school, then yeah. my life became I was either at the you know doing baseball, working out mm-hmm. at theater, and I would stay in the theater till midnight some nights. So I worked, yeah. out, I worked out five a.m. Uh, throughout high school that's when I got my workouts in and then I would I would stay at the theater until midnight sometimes one you know because my senior year especially we did the music man and I was the music man I was Professor Harold Hill you're amazing and uh, yeah and it, we, it was a huge 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 if I I actually have a DVD I gotta show you this DVD it's absurd yeah uh, just because of how big it was you know the theater wow. was holds several thousand yeah. not several thousand like four thousand people three four thousand people uh, I'm gonna call four thousand several okay well it, it, it would hold it hold maybe it was twenty five hundred. I don't know. It's a big. It's Barnum Hall. It's over. It's fifty it's, people, and there's a bench in the back for ten more. <laughs> no one was there, and this play never happened. 
<laughs> Cody, you've been dreaming your life. You're still on stage, oh, knocked oh, shit. out. Yeah, insane elsewhere, isn't it? <laughs> this is all part of an autistic kid's dream. So take me through this. You go to UCLA, um, and I get it. Here you are. You're, you're hitting all, you're hitting bombs in high school. You're doing good, and it's it's a, no longer just a dream. It's a reality of hey, this is something I can I can pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we all hit those points uh, where I decided I need to be a funny kid, and and I'm not going to take over for for uh, actually it was Joel Skinner was a Yankee catcher when I was coming up. Um, so I get that point um, for me, but you, you this is. To realize that I'm trying to get into this this mindset of I'm going to go to college. I'm going to play big time ball. Um, were you ready for that? Something you wanted at this point? I wanted to get drafted out of high school, and I yeah. thought it was going to be. I was told I was going to okay. go in like the fourth round, but I, I just Which agreed to go to UCLA. And you know when you when you when you're in that position when the draft's coming up, right. it's almost like you have the college thing as a bargaining chip. Yes. That's how a lot of guys would use it. And that's kind of how... Now, I was fully mentally prepared to go to UCLA, but I was worried about one thing. I was so worried yeah. about studies. Yeah. And it wasn't that I wasn't going to do well in class. I knew I'd do fine in class. I was more worried of the schedule and how hard it was going to be. And mm-hmm. spoiler alert, mm-hmm. being a D1 athlete in a big college yeah. is not easy. Yeah. It was... It's shockingly hard. Mm-hmm. Um because there are serious consequences if you don't get your grades up. Right. You know, you're going to lose your, you know, you lose your playing time. You're going to lose your scholarship. You're mm-hmm. going to, a lot of things involved. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I, I loved it. I loved UCLA. But I, when I didn't get drafted, I was really disappointed. But I kind of got really quickly on the mental mindset. All right. You know, I'm about to go to one of the best universities in the world. Right. But, okay. What are you going to do? What, yeah, what, yeah. what a terrible, yeah, what what a terrible back, back, uh, backup plan. Yeah. So I, I went to UCLA. And I, I was, at first, I think... Um, I was worried and nervous because yeah. I start, you know, I would start to, you know, like anyone would. I would, I started second guessing myself. I'm like, I don't know, am I really good enough to right. be here? Am I really is? Am I, am I, am I just fooling myself? Have I been this big fish in a small pond? Mm-hmm. So I, I go there, and I remember we started doing inner squads against ourselves, and we had this blue chip left handed pitcher named Dave Huff. He's got a decent amount of big league time right yeah. now. I played for the Yankees. Yep, um, Dave. Huff, yeah. Dave uh, good friend of mine I played with him in the Kansas City organization um we so Dave was pitching and my first at bat of the fall was against him and mm-hmm. Dave's supposed to go in the first round this year right. he ended up going in the first round but the first pitch he gave me was a curveball that I hit into the trees right and once that happened I'm like, that, like a whole weight was off my shoulders I'm, I'm like okay you know what the, these guys aren't better than me right they're just not right if they were better than me they'd be in the big leagues let's go yeah and and so I my freshman year I didn't play much. I hit I had mm. sixty three at bats, but I hit five home runs. Yeah, and I hit three hundred, and I had a good year. Yeah. Uh, when playoffs came around, we made it to playoffs. I started in all three games, and at the time, I'd only started in seven games all season of the fifty six games of the year. Um, so they they I think they finally started seeing something. I mean, the next year, I was the everyday first baseman. Mm. Uh, hit fourteen home runs, which was the second most in the league. Yeah, in the Pac ten at the time, Pac ten. Um, Junior year, I had a down year. I, I, I've been, mm. you know, I was all Pac-10 the year before. Um, and then my junior year comes around, and the team is ranked number one. 
mm. in, the nation. in the nation. And now there's a ton of pressure. But we didn't feel that at first. The team was really together. By the time the season came around, we all despised each other. It was, really? Yeah, it was a nightmare. And we weren't playing well together. We weren't getting along. I don't think the coaching staff was getting along great. But, you know, I, I, I huh. honestly don't know. Um, there, was a, there was just – I think there was just so much pressure – yeah, on this team being ranked number one, and we—it wasn't like we didn't have players. Like we had, I was just all Pac-10. Brandon Crawford was our shortstop. Uh-huh. Um, we had got, we had a pitcher named Tim Murphy who just mm. who had a cannon for a left arm. We had another pitcher named uh, um, Gavin Brooks who mm. ended up getting drafted by the Yankees, but the year before he was a freshman and he just mm. he didn't give up a run the last month of the season. And right. like we we were feeling really good about who we were, and. Out of nowhere, just I think the everyone kind of cracked, and I completely cracked. Right. I um I went from you know fourteen home runs, three fifteen, to hitting two twenty five with seven, and I just and I ruined all my draft prospects. You know, right. I, I was gonna I was told I was gonna go in the fourth round and get paid a good amount, and now I'm getting calls in the thirteenth round by teams saying, "Hey, what would it take for you to go?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I don't know, pay me 50 grand. They're like, well, we're not going to give you that. I'm like, oh, then oh. don't draft me. I'll go back to my senior year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I didn't get drafted my junior year. I went back my senior year, and I kind of learned from it. Yeah. And um, we had a new hitting coach who kind of, he and I butted heads to the point where he wanted us to butt heads. He wanted me to really? be the, he wanted me to wear the, his daily, like, beatings. Uh-huh. Like, this guy was a crazy person. <laughs> he would come in and just scream nonstop, and I was the focal point of all the screaming. He told, he told me that in one of his, our first conversations. Right. He's like, I need you to be tougher than you've ever been because I am going to belittle you every day. I am going to – I am going to – and he's like, and eventually – and when it gets too much, I need you to come right back at me. What, what, uh, what J.K. Simmons character is this from some – I'm not kidding. When I saw Whiplash, I'm like, I've seen this. I've seen this my senior year at UCLA. Uh, it, that's, it's 100% true. That's how we would motivate guys. That's and not the beat, Cody. <laughs> nope. Not, 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 my, not my rhythm. Um, he uh, – yeah, so we would get into arguments all the time. What was, what was the psychology of that for him? I think it was just – he wanted to be the – I think he his idea, because the team underperformed the year before, I think yeah. he needed the team to band together against someone, and he was the someone that he needed everyone to band together against. Wow. We're going to play well in spite of him. And so that was his plan all along. I'm going to be – I'm going to intentionally be the guy you all hate to succeed. That is a – not – bad strategy but believe it or not it worked (laughs) it really works the guy the guy is one of the most successful college coaches in the world i want to say who it is but you could probably google who this was and figure it out i love this guy to death to this day i remember my first year of pro ball he would still call me at 4 a.m and yell at me about my stats the night before he's like what was that you popped up twice if you don't walk tomorrow you cannot come back here and hit during the (laughs) offseason what the hell um yeah he was uh he, he was a crazy man but i had a monster senior year Um, and I ended up, you know, but when you're a senior in college, you don't get drafted high. You just don't. Why is that? Just Um, because you don't have a bargaining chip. Right. If you're a junior, because you can't be drafted your freshman or sophomore year, but your junior year, you can be. So when you get drafted your junior year, your bargaining chip is, well, I don't have to sign with you. I'll just go back to school. Right. I'm a senior. There's nowhere for me it's, to go. It's either this or the chili. So but, that basically, yeah. they, that I I signed for one thousand dollars, which is standard. Yeah. Um, for a senior sign, and the twenty second round, it came out to six hundred and thirty eight dollars and forty three cents after taxes. Wow. I remember. I don't know why the San Diego Padres did this, 
But I remember I was in Arizona playing in the Arizona Arizona League, the AZL, right. is where I started. And I remember the clubhouse manager was walking around handing people checks, and it was the a lot of them was their signing bonus check. Right, right. And over there is the second rounder. He just got paid. Yeah, two million. He's literally <laughs> handing handing him a check for two million. Two million. Dollars. I don't think the check was in there. I think it was already in his bank account, but I think it was handed him the receipt. Ceremonial and then check. He, and then he hands me mine, and he just says, hey, signing bonus, pats me on the shoulder. I'm getting my ankle taped at the time because we got a game in a few minutes. He's, yeah. he's like, hey, your signing bonus, don't spend it all in one place. And then I just go ahead and I open, and I see what it's like. He's sitting there over my shoulder. He's like, yeah, it's going to be pretty pretty fucking hard for you, though, huh? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, thanks, thanks for reminding me. Hey, well, you're playing well. I'm like, yeah, cool. cool. Cool, seven seven years of 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 that, which was was rough, but a lot of fun. Fun, uh, sobering on one level, but like you said, fun. You're doing it, and 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 uh, you're st- and you still are. Yeah, we 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 know you are. Um, take me through that mindset now of 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 being at a professional level, but you know, I, I know you you played with the Padres, mm-hmm. got a little time up there. I did a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And how, where are you at now? I want to know mentally now, because you were driven. I'm looking I w- at you. I look at you drinking this little uh, oh, yeah, I've been on a, cleanse I've been thing. On a cleanse. You're looking ripped. Uh, Working I, on it, man. Yeah. I, I really would like my abs back. Uh, I'm trying to get to a point so where So would your I, fiance. Yeah, but, I think she died. I got a wedding coming up. I got to look yeah. good. Uh, well, at least as good as I can. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, where was I at at the time, or where am I at right now? Right, right, right now. But here's the thing: so you you hit it, you get up. You, you're, you, I've I've seen your stats. I'm a baseball stat guy. I I, I mean, I don't mean to toot my own horn, yeah, but uh, tip tip. Yeah. But I, I I am the I am currently the uh, of active players the right. most. I have the I'm the home run leader of active players in in the minor in leagues. The minor league. I have 191 right. um, career home runs. Yeah, yeah. Um, which. You know, I is the only reason I like that. Mm-hmm. There, there, it's 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 just like Crash Davis said in Bull Durham. It's yeah, a, it's a dubious honor. Any minor league record is a completely dubious honor. Right. But I do like that it's it it does kind of display longevity. Yeah. And it and you know, um, most guys don't get out of their first year. Yeah. And I'm going into I'm I'm, I'm I just finished year ten. Yeah. Or nine or whatever it was. Yeah. And, you know, I've, been, I've now played for like six different organizations and teams still, you know, give me jobs and still give me yeah. a, you know, a borderline shot. Even even if the shot is not as good as I'd like it to be. Right. It's uh, it's it's good. It, it's I love I love it. I love playing baseball. I love yeah. being around baseball. Um, so, so. So so now it's to me, it's almost like a it's a it's now become a. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but almost like a, a second half of a dream. Like it, yeah, it's 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 something. You're you're right. You have 191 career minor league hormones. I have zero. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it, it's uh, cool. It's and you know I have I have like ten major league at bats. Yeah, I don't have any hits, but I have an RBI. Right. Um, you know so, I didn't. I only got one start. That that's yeah. that was the tricky thing. Yeah. That that was the thing that I I, I that always kind of, the, to this day still kind of bothers me about my yeah. big league call up. Um. I'm mean, not that I'm. I have anything bad to say about the Padres at all. I'm forever thankful to them right. because they gave me they they made it for me possible to say out loud and have it be true that I'm a major league baseball player. Yeah, I got to say that right. even if it was such a short time. But the only thing I didn't like was I didn't really play. Mm. I, I I got up, um, mm. I got up, and it, you know you know I didn't. I, I got one start. All my at bats were pinch hit at bats and I hadn't yeah. at that point I hadn't pinch hit in two three years 
Yeah. Pitch hitting's hard. Yeah. You're you're sitting there for two and a half hours and there was a, I remember one at bat was <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't hadn't a bat in a week and a half. And I'll remember this for the rest of my life. My manager says, Hey Decker, grab a bat. I'm like, Okay. Here's the problem. We're facing Madison Bumgarner mm-hmm. of the Giants, who I've faced before. Yeah. But it's the eighth inning and he's got a no hitter. <laughs> and I haven't and he, and he even before I grabbed my bat, he's like, When was the last time you had a bat? About a week ago, <laughs> he, and he just pats me on the shoulder. Hang with him. Good luck. <laughs> I'm like, great. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go up to face Bumgarner yeah, like yeah. this. And then the worst part was he got me on a three zero count. Now, in case you don't know this, uh, anyone yeah. who's listening, three zero count, three balls, no strikes. It's kind of standard. Like I don't feel comfortable swinging three zero. Most guys right. don't. But when you're at it, like if I was in the, in the minor leagues yeah. and I had a three zero count. I could swing three out. I've I have carp launch to do that. Right. I'm, I'm a veteran guy. Veteran guy. But this is my first two weeks in the big leagues. Yeah. I can't swing three O. I haven't earned that right to do that. I love. So I'm sitting there, I'm like I love and hate the little rules. And I'm baseball. just sitting there going like, <laughs> Oh God. I have to tell so taking a pitch means you don't swing it. So yeah. I have to I'm like, I have to take this next pitch. Yeah. Three O. Okay. Taking three O. Strike fastball right literally just right down the middle i'm just and i'm just step out i'm like i hate the world i hate everything <laughs> and i get back in the box i'm like all right get yeah. just get ready throws me another fastball yeah. um that i foul off and now i just went from in the driver's seat to, to against the wall yeah um i'm like uh so three two against bum gardner and i and i've seen this you know i've i faced him a couple times especially in spring training yeah maybe a couple times in the minors I'm like, all right, he's I've I've have one hit off of him, but he's got that slider. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, three, two. And I never do this. I yeah. never ever sit an off speed pitch. Ever. I right. never do this. But I just sit there, I'm like, he's got that slider, he's gonna throw me that slider. All right, just be ready for it. Be ready for it. Fastball, I'm a mile late. And I just I remember I was like, all right, get ready for that. And it was like, fuck! <laughs> Son of a bitch! I go inside, I'm in the dugout, I'm just so mad at myself because I'm like, I, I'm not getting yeah. a whole lot of opportunities to get yeah. at bats. Yeah. And I just I feel like I threw that one away. Even though yeah. you know, it, I pinch hitting, when I say pinch hitting is hard, I mean yeah. no one successful pinch hitters get they, they, it doesn't. There are no successful pitchers. There's like, there's like three. There's like Gates Brown, yeah. Greg Gross, and Willie Harris. Yeah, Dave, Dave Hansen. <laughs> Dave Hansen. Like, these are people you've never heard of, but they were extremely successful. Yeah. Um, Coming off the bench, cold. It's, it's in ninety-five a, mile. Yeah, power Almedo signs. Yes, like, there you go. Like these are these are guys that you know. They're they're. They, I've heard um, mm-hmm. even uh, Mickey Hatcher. Yeah, he, Mickey Hatcher was called the in the '88 Dodgers was called the stuntman. Yeah, he even had shirts made stuntman. Stuntman. He would because after you get all the pretty people out there, you got to send the stuntman <laughs> in at the end of the game to kind of cl- uh, finish the job. Love Hatcher. Uh, he was yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. And so it's a hard job, but if yeah. you've never trained for it, it's kind of it's almost impossible to do. Especially yeah. now, my first time in the big leagues, and I'm trying to do this job that I've never right, done right. before. Right, and. Um, I'm, I'll always be disappointed that I didn't do better at it. I sure. know it was a tough hand to be dealt, but I just, you know, I I, I, I have often thought about it for like the last two years. I, was, yeah. I bounced around from organization to organization. Right. You know, I spent seven years with the Padres, and the last two years I've been in now five organizations. Right. Um, so a total of six, and some were great, and some I weren't as great. Yeah. Um, but that's just for me. 
and how I mixed with them. But I'm, you know, I, I always think back, like if I just, you know, what if I got, what if that pop up I that I, what if that line drive I hit down the line, right? What if I just, you know, I was a tick late and I hit a, my I broke my bat and I just, right, and it just it looped over the third baseman's head, right? You know, just a little broken bat single. I would have been one f- one for no- one for eight, right? And then what if I, you know, hit a little nubber through the hole? I'd have been two for nine. Next thing you know. Like my career might be drastically different right now, yeah. and I, 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 that's the one thing that sometimes mm. keeps me up about this. Is that what motivates you? A little bit, because I, 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 I feel as though I belong up there. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel as though I deserve a chance, like yeah. an actual chance. Yeah. Um, and baseball, but that baseball's full of that. Yeah, full and, of those people. And, and that's I, I love this in a way. So I, I keep playing for that 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 yeah. real opportunity some like uh, maybe i just haven't found the organization that right. that has is i'm just the fit for that they just said this yeah. is our guy i don't think anyone's really kind of claimed me as their guy right um and it's okay. no one's job to claim me as their guy i have to go out there and i gotta perform and sometimes i perform and sometimes i don't you know i'm a streaky hitter right. i i you know sometimes my stuff plays sometimes people don't think it does and but no one will know, and I'll never know, mm. unless someone gives me the chance to prove it. Yeah. You know, to really prove it. And give me give me five starts. Let me see what I got. And you're working to make sure you're ready for that chance. Like you wouldn't believe. What gets you up every morning then for that? Is it is it the base knock? Is it, you know, I know you got a wedding coming up. you got real life going on. I know that. Well, I will say that, um, you know, all the motivations in the world are important, but it's... It is less important than real life, you know. It's, yeah. You know, I I I want to you know have a life, and um, but I, I I love my job. I love yeah. playing, and um, I just I, I guess I don't know. It's it's almost a sickness at this point of you know trying to make sure keep plugging away. Yeah. Uh, but I you know I try and do different things, and I try to grow as a player and yeah. as a person if I can, and um, it's it's I mean, hard. But it's fun. It's fun. I, I mean, I, I'm hearing your voice. I, you know, I, I, you're excited about Noises Off, and you're excited about this. What What is going to be in your brain? What's the first thought you have when you get that base knock in the major league? Because I believe in my heart you will. So what, what's going to go through that head? I have no idea. Oh. I, I honestly have no idea. Yeah. Um, I'm, but I'm going to keep I'm yeah. keep trying until I get it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I, I had a teammate named Clint Barmas. Yeah, uh, Clint spent a lot of time in the big leagues. And yeah, I uh, used my teammate in San Diego, and then we went and spent spring training together in Kansas City, and we went to AAA together in Omaha. Yeah, um, and I remember when we were sitting there because I was one of the, I was the last. Oh God! After my time with the Padres, I get I go to the Royals, and I was the yeah. last guy cut at spring training. Oh really? At the very last moment, you would have been the twenty sixth man, basically. Oh man, they, it they was cut to twenty five for those they, who don't. Everyone know. else knew where they were going except yeah. me, and I got a couple of winks that I made the team. Oh, and gotcha. I don't think I was ever on their radar to make the team, but I had a great yeah spring, like a great spring training. Right. And so after our last game, we're at Chase, we're at Chase Stadium mm-hmm. in Arizona. We're playing against the Diamondbacks, mm-hmm. and everyone knows where they're going except for me. Mm-hmm. And we're playing this last game. And after the game, and I hit fourth yeah. uh, during the game. In a, you know, it's a major league game, and I'm batting fourth. Yeah, in a major league for stadium. the team that just won the World Series. Yep. And I'm just like, man, maybe I did. And see, I got a couple of winks that maybe yeah. I did make this team from like coaching staff. Yeah. And I get called in the office after the game uh, to Ned Yost, and he told me, uh, "Listen, um, 
we're sending you to Omaha. And I, ah, man, I just, that cry, yeah. it sucked, but I'm like, oh, I'm so close. Yeah. I, like I, 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 I was proud of myself for one thing is I, I, the team brought me in. I don't know how much I was really on their radar. And no matter what, I put myself, you fought, yeah, you I fought put myself in there. Yeah. And, but I just fell short and they traded me a few weeks later, to the Rockies, which yeah. didn't, did not work out well for me, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, I don't even remember my initial point. Oh, Clint Barmas, Clint, <laughs> Clint Barmas. So I'm sitting there and Barmy gets told he's going, um, they gave him his option cause he's such a, he's an old veteran. He, yeah, yeah. Old is the wrong way, but he's a veteran. He's, he's you a know, veteran. spent a good amount of time in the major leagues. Yeah. And they kind of gave him this option. I think they said, uh, listen, you're not going to make the club, but we would love to have, send you to AAA if you're willing to do it. Right. And he comes down into his, he comes to this locker and he sits next to me and he's just like, I'm going to go to AAA. I'm like, and, and Barmas has yeah. spent the last 10 years in yeah. the big leagues. Yeah. I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, it's not beneath me. It's, baseball they're gonna i'm gonna make them rip this uniform off me right and i'm like you're fucking awesome love it you were so cool (laughs) love it yeah he's just like i'm gonna go down i'm gonna bust my ass and try and get back he didn't end up retiring a couple months later but hearing this guy who had been in the big leagues for 10 years right look me in the eye and say i'm gonna make these guys rip this jersey off me that's what it's gonna take i'm not he's like i'm not done yet and until they tell me that I can't play anymore, I'm gonna play. I love it. And I'm like, you're you're the coolest yeah. man in the world. He bought me a suit too. <laughs> it's a dark blood red suit. It's awesome. Oh, that's just downright villain. That yeah. guy's a go out on your shield, dude. I look so good in there. Go out. Uh, I'm oh, sure you do. Tailored to the gills. <laughs> Loved it. You haven't picked out your wedding suit yet, have you? Oh, I did. It's uh, it's normal. Uh, she she normal. Jen put her put her foot right down. <laughs> She's like, you ain't, you ain't wearing the stupid shit you wear on the road. I'm like, like what? And she's like, no ascots, no bow ties. I'm like, oh, come on. I look great in an ascot. Yeah. She's like, oh, not at our wedding. A um, mm. few minutes left here. Um, one day, just reality, either you're not going to be playing, you're going to have a, a good run here, whatever. Uh, you've got a lot of skills outside of baseball, uh, clearly. Uh, noise is off. Giving yourself concussions is a skill. Um <laughs> Are, are you also uh, how do you, how do you balance that the off season you come out here you do some fun stuff um, I, I do but you know I, I still got to get a job and you know, yeah gotta make some money yeah. I give a lot of hitting lessons to kids um, I coach a team here and there um, I go on commercial auditions and I've been pretty lucky that I've always like gotten yeah. got, got like picked up a commercial every off season yeah um, I, that's just pure luck but it, it, sometimes it's cheating they're like baseball commercials it's like <laughs> I was in a head and shoulders baseball commercial where I was just like a, a hitter on the reds yeah, yeah. and I got paid like way more money than I deserved <laughs> I, I literally you cannot you do not know I'm in this commercial unless I pause it zoom in, <laughs> zoom in. and circle it and, and then I'm like, you sure? Yeah. And you still can't tell. It just looks like a guy yeah, in a yeah. jersey with a beard. And yeah, yeah. you can't tell anything. But it's me. And I made a, a lot of money off of that. And that yeah. was awesome. Um, <laughs> so I made more money off that at the time than I did playing well, baseball. You made more money pretending to be a ball player. Yeah, than I did being a ball, a ball player. player at the time. It was horse shit. Hollywood. Um, but it was awesome. So I've, I've always been kind of lucky in that. I got, yeah. I got, I'm lucky in friends. And yeah. um, I have a lot of interest. And I've, I've been able to, you know... Get offers uh, doing, uh, you know, I've, I've I've been able to do working for working radio as yeah, well, yeah. and and um, you know host some shows. I've always hosted a trivia show in the off season. Yeah. I, I kind of put together kind of a show that's a little different. It's like a bar trivia, but on like 
crack and steroids. I mean, those are fun things. It's right? it's some it's some special. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to do it this off season, but I don't know. It's just it's always been odd jobs to yeah, pay yeah. the bills during the off season. But um, you know, I I do occasionally go on auditions, and you mm-hmm. know, I have some buddies who make actual movies who yeah. occasionally throw them, say, Hey, would you like to be in this? Like I got a, my, my buddy had a TV show called state of affairs on starring yeah. Catherine Heigl. Yeah. And he, he just said, I got a role for you. It's just a small little thing. thing but and I'm like, all right. Yeah. I played a security guard. I got blown up. Love I had, it. I had some lines, man on NBC. <laughs> Felt pretty good about it. I love it. Um, I love so it. yeah, I, I got a, a ton of interest and you know, I can do something with this uh, acting background if I can. And, yeah. um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I absolutely believe in you now, and I'm curious about where you're going because like I said I do believe uh, you know we've we've crossed paths, we have mutual friends, and next you know you're in front of me, and you get uh, you you got something there, and I, w- I can't wait to see you, you see you see you in the schmo down. Oh, I I won't lose. You won't. You it, I honestly think proclaim. I think you won't they're lose. not gonna put me in it. I I would. Oh, hundred percent. I I wouldn't. You Why? Know, because I'm going to come in there. I'm going to let I'm going to let all their people with their gimmicks cut their promos, and I'm just going to be me laughing at them like you're adorable. That was a sweet entrance. Now get ready to get boat raced on. Who knows more about DCEU? Trust me, it's me. Uh, who knows more about Bond movies? Oh, trust me, it's me. This I know more 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 about George Lazenby's <laughs> personal life than you do about any James Bond movie. He grew um, his hair long, and they had to cut him. He became uh, a hippie. Um, <laughs> but that's uh, see, this is where your your long minor league bus rides, these romantic minor league bus rides, they're anything are fueling but, you for your second. Yeah, career. you have no idea. I mean, I, those are long movies. I sit there with my iPad. I watch TV shows. I watch movies. Yeah, I do some writing. I, I you know, that's I my that's my life. I. Um, and I retain useless information. That well, this is why I run the trivia show. I mean, I just yeah. yeah if it, if it'll help you in life, I probably don't know it. But if like, hey, my Cody, I, I just I blew out a tire. Do you know how to change a tire? I'm like, no, but I could probably tell you quite a bit about uh, the intricacies of the TV show Dexter. <laughs> Dexter or like, uh, changing lanes with Ben Affleck and Morgan Freeman. <laughs> um, oh, I, ha- I hate that I know more about that movie <laughs> than I do know about changing a tire. Well, absolutely. I think uh, I think we're gonna have to see you in the schmodown. I we, we're it's gonna happen. Uh, pro- gonna probably. Happen. I don't know. I I, I I proclaimed already that I'm gonna come in and take all your titles and CM Punk this shit and love it and literally blow a kiss to Christian and run out of the stadium. <laughs> run back. I'll run be back in spring. To I'm gonna be in spring pitch. training holding four belts and We'd making all that. your titles inert. We'd love that. <laughs> We'd love that. I'd love to see it personally well cody you got a fun story a great story a different story and also i believe what's the making of an inspirational story too so let's let's keep it going and keep in touch we're 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 friends but i want i want to come back i want the exclusive forget espn sports center i want the exclusive post uh that first hit in the big league level hey man i I only have a few calls to make so you're you're gonna be high on that list okay Good guys, uh, Cody, and you can be followed, of course, on Twitter Decker Six, uh, at right? Decker Six on Instagram. Even though I don't really do much with it, uh, at yeah. Antihero Baseball, my YouTube channel. Yeah, I was going to say, YouTube. I forgot. I, yeah, yeah. We, we, I'm we, actually we, kind of amazed. We did a whole interview, and I didn't talk about my film. Yeah, talking. We got a couple minutes here. Then you do you on YouTube. You ever your Antihero? Uh, yeah, uh, Antihero Baseball yeah. Uh, is is the page. Yeah, I, I've made a couple of uh, viral videos that I didn't really intend for them to go viral. And yeah. I've thrown a couple other just funny little things on there for fun, but like, uh, I, I, I I got a lot of notoriety a few years ago because yeah. I pranked a teammate of mine named Jeff Rancor. Jeff Rancor was a guy who spent a lot of time in the big leagues and he, oh, yeah. you know, bit the bullet and had to go back to the minor leagues and he played with me. Yeah. Uh, and no one really told him what I'm like in the clubhouse. <laughs> so I convinced him that one of my teammates was deaf for a month. <laughs> 
and I got the guy. We got the guy on board with it. You know, he wasn't even doing an impression of a of a hearing impaired yeah, person. No, he yeah. just stayed quiet. Yeah. And Jeff Rancor ate it up like you wouldn't <laughs> believe. And I made a documentary about it. And that's how we bre- we were trying to figure out how to break the news to him because yeah. it had been going on for a month. Wow. Where he keeps going up to the guy over enunciating. This is a true story. <laughs> I I we all forgot that. I shit you not. This is what happened. We we're playing in Tacoma, Washington, the AAA right. affiliate for the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. Um, bases loaded, nobody out. It's a tie game. We bring in this relief pitcher who's the guy pretending to be deaf. Right. He comes out to the mound and he strikes out the side. Right. Strikes out three straight guys, no runs given up, and we go in the tugout. We're going ape shit, high fives, just yelling like like thir- like twelve year olds. And then Jeff comes in, slams his glove down right in front of him, slaps him on the knee, throws two thumbs in his face, and over enunciates, <laughs> yelling, "Great job, way to go!" And my pitching coach ran into the clubhouse. There's a hallway that goes into the clubhouse. Ran into the clubhouse laughing so hard that he was on the ground. He fell to the ground. He, I thought he was having a heart attack. I was, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I was, I, I, I almost pissed myself laughing. And so the next day we're like, we got to, we got to end this. We got to do something. Did enough enough. We, this is getting out of control because he, he did way more stupid yeah, things yeah. too. Um, so we were trying to figure out how we're going to tell him. And yeah. we came up with this whole plan where we're going to, we're going to like, pretend the guy gets hit during batting practice in the head and we all gather around and, and all of a sudden he can hear, we wanted Jeff to think it was a miracle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> he's not that stupid. Well, maybe he is, but maybe. I don't know. Let me just interview everybody on the team and like right. get stories about what has happened and then let's play, let me edit together and let's play it for him. Right. And that's how we break it. That's it, how you do it. That's and that's how we did it. And we recorded it. And that's actually the end of the movie, his reaction to watching this movie. Oh, and he's man. just like, Everyone's losing it, laughing. He's just like, "Is this for real?" And he just turns to kid. He's like, "Say something. Say something out loud right now." It was. It was this is a, I mean, a month. A month. This is like a game. This is a course of a month. It was so. It off. was so great. Well, guys, that is on his uh, Cody's YouTube channel. Check it out, Anti Hero Baseball, and follow him at Decker Six. Tell him. Uh, uh, tell him uh, you want to see him in the movie Trivia Schmodan to take all those titles. Oh, I will be. I I am going to look. Yeah, like remember what Ultimo Dragon looked like? Absolutely, Holding that's what I'm. That's what I'm going to look like. Uh, absolutely, and uh, you guys uh, follow me at Ken Knapsack. Don't forget, uh, Knapsack Files is on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, as they call it now, Podomatic and Stitcher. We're on Patreon as well. You can uh, you can support. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You can support me at Patreon.com. The Knapsack Files. Uh, I'm going to have less whiskey. Actually, it was water. I don't know what's going on, but that is it. Cody, thanks for coming in. We'll see you more. I'm. Sure. Ken, thanks for having me. See you guys. That's an absolute class. Bye.